Well, it's a blessing to be here tonight. I uh, was just thinking, we have about three times as many as we had last week at this time. So, just have one question for you. Where were you? No. Well, you know the good thing about heaven? We're all going to be there. You know, when you get us all together in one place at one time, we are impressive. Amen? And uh, I'm glad we have a God that's everywhere present at all times. He can be with us, whether we're at home sick or if we're in church or, or with every other church uh, that's preaching His Word. He's with them, and, uh, and that's great. Well, I've been uh, talking to you about signs of a lack of grace. How many knew that that's what I've been preaching about? Okay. Signs of a lack of grace. Uh, you know, one thing we cannot make it without is the grace of God. Um, there's only one type of person that thinks they can make it without the grace of God, and that's the prideful. Uh, you know what the middle letter in the word pride is? I. Uh, interesting enough, the middle letter in the word sin is I too. Uh, too many Christians have I troubles. Amen. And uh, we need to have our attention turned on the Lord, Him be the center of our life. And uh, <clears throat> don't let anything get in the way of the grace of God. Grace is God giving me the desire and the power to do His will. It is God that worketh in you both the will and do of His good pleasure. We can never please God without the grace of God. And uh, we can resist the grace of God. We can um, put our other things in front of the grace of God. And that's what we've been looking at. Uh, over the last few weeks, we looked at pride uh, and uh, self-sufficiency, uh, a root of bitterness. Um, these things can uh, get in the way and maybe even stunt the grace of God working in our life. And we don't want that. We, uh, Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. One of the greatest apostles we ever had said, uh, I am what I am by the grace of God. And I have to say that too. Amen. You do too if you're honest. Because uh, what do we do? We, we didn't buy our salvation. After we get it, we don't keep our salvation. Amen. Now unto him who's able to keep that, which... He's committed to us against that day. We've committed to Him against that day. We've committed ourselves to Him. He saved us. And uh, we, we really don't have a lot to brag about, do we? We've got a lot to praise the Lord about and to be thankful about, but uh, very little uh, to take credit for. Uh, all we do is just grab a hold of Jesus and hang on and keep praying, keep trusting Him, and he sees us through. So we're continuing the signs of a lack of grace. We've got to have grace in our life. Will you agree? Yes. Say amen. 
when I go like this, that means amen. All right, I know how to get amen. Okay, let's try it. Uh, we, without God's grace, we are nothing and we're in trouble. Amen. All right. Uh, we're, we're just not going anywhere uh, but to trouble city without the grace of God. And uh, there's enough troubles in this world just uh, on accident. Amen. Uh, without uh, a Christian living apart from the grace of God and not realizing how important God's grace is uh, in, in our life and, and, and by no means ever resisting the grace or trying to put self in the place of the grace, do, do what grace is supposed to do in our life, ourselves, or, or let pride take over and, and uh, uh, shove grace out Anytime you become prideful, uh, grace just kind of steps aside and folds its hands and says, well, I guess they've got this. Amen? I guess they've got this. Uh, no, we don't have it. Uh, we're in trouble without the grace of God from the get-go. Amen? Do you all speak that kind of language around here? The get-go? Huh? You ever heard that? From the very beginning, we're in trouble without the grace of God. And we sure don't want to do anything to, to uh, get in the way of the grace of God working in our life. We've got to have it as a Christian. We're saved by grace. We're kept saved by grace. Everything we do uh, is by the, God giving us the desire and the power to do His will by grace. Amen? Uh, where's the bragging? Who's going to stand up and say, well, uh, I did this or I did that? No, it's the grace of God that allows you to do that and um, allows you to bring glory to God in spite of yourself. You know, we get in our own way. We get in God's way. But just let go and let God. Uh, God can work His grace in our life. And we can get through anything, any sorrow, Lost my wife, as most of you know, all of you know, I'm sure. Uh, I'll probably spend the rest of my life getting over that. Amen. But I can, by the grace of God. By the grace of God. There's not anything we can't do without the grace of God. But there's things that hinder the grace of God from working in our life. We're coming tonight to um, impatience. Impatience gets in the way of the grace of God working in our life. Hebrews 12, uh, <clears throat> first couple of verses here says, Wherefore, seeing we also are comp uh, compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run, let, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher uh, of our uh, faith, uh, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. We're to run with patience. And impatience, of course, is just the opposite of that. It's easy for a Christian to get impatient. 
especially young Christians, you know. Uh, we, we want everything and we want it right now. And even as we get older, we, we look back at our life and we think, I think I should have grown more than I have by now. I, I think I should have done more than I did. No, you did exactly what you're supposed to do if you did it by the grace of God. And if you did it by your effort and for your glory, it doesn't count anyways. Amen? Uh, God wants to work in us to will and do of his good pleasure. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I pray you bless us now. Thank you for these few moments we have together. Thank you for these two people that have come out tonight. And Lord, help us to understand every day when we, every morning when we open our eyes, that we should ask, look to you for your grace uh, for that day. As long as we've got grace still coming our way, we can face anything that comes our way that day. Uh, even when it comes time to die, you've got dying grace. You've got everything we need. And that's because you're such a wonderful God. We love you so much. But Lord, we don't want to mess it up by allowing other things to, get in, to take the place of grace and get in the way of grace. So bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. For his sake, amen. So in patience, he's talking about patience here. He, he says, uh, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. We've got a race before us. We hadn't, we hadn't arrived yet. Uh, don't take off your running shoes. Uh, we're we're going to run this race uh, until Jesus comes or until we go to him. It's a lifelong race, Amen. I don't know about people who say, well, I'm just going to sit on the sidelines for a while and, and I'm just going to stay home and watch Billy Graham and, or whoever. And uh, uh, I understand if you come to a place where you really can't get out. There's, there's a lot of people like that. Good thing here, you can watch church on TV. Amen? And uh, if you have to miss, it's no substitute. Uh, but if you have to miss church, you can watch it on TV. I think that's neat. Amen. Uh, so we don't let we don't uh, when we're impatient, it speaks volumes. You've seen someone in public, maybe at Christmas time, and they want to be the first in line, and and they want all the attention, and they they want to be uh, helped first, and and uh, impatience. Impatience doesn't make anybody look good. Amen? In fact, it makes us, when we get impatient, it makes us look bad. And, and it speaks volumes. It, say, it says things aren't going fast enough to suit you. It's kind of like the 500-pound parrot said. You know what the 500-pound parrot said? He said, Polly, want a cracker now. Amen? If I had a 500-pound carrot, said that I'd paired, I'd, I'd give them a cracker. Amen. But we we live like that. We we live like whatever I want, I want it now. I deserve it now. I've got it coming now. Everybody else, step aside, out of my way. Uh, and uh, we get impatient. We get impatient with the Lord. Uh, we thank the Lord all to answer all of our prayers 
before we even pray them. Now, sometimes he does that. Uh, we think we ought to, he ought to answer all of our prayers the moment we pray. Now, don't, don't criticize the Lord too bad. If you had to be in his shoes for five minutes, boy, uh, you'd know he, he has his hands full. Can you imagine all the people in the world that's talking to him at once and, uh, and, and asking for his help? Uh, but he can handle it because he's God. Amen? And there's nothing too hard for him. Uh, but we don't get things going our way just when we think they should. Uh, we get impatient. And uh, it's a sign that we lack grace. The more you live in the grace of God, the more patient you become. Amen? Uh, if you get impatient, it's a sign that you're self-centered. Let that soak in just a minute. We don't think of ourselves as being self-centered. But when we get impatient, it means that we're not, we're not uh, waiting on the grace of God to kick in and to help in our life and, uh, and take care of situations and to lead us how to get through situations. <clears throat> impatience is trying to teach you that uh, you're not the one that's in control. See, God even uses the negative in our life to teach us important things. And uh, if, you, if you think that you're important, someone said you can draw a big glass of water and you take your finger and stick down in that glass of water and when you take it out, the hole that is left is how important you are. Amen? Uh, there's never a hole left when I do that, amen. Try that next time you get impatient. Uh, you can be replaced, amen. <coughs> <coughs> we shouldn't get impatient, impatient with one another, and well, especially the Lord. Uh, so uh, the impatience doesn't uh, wait uh, for the grace of God uh, before acting, we get in trouble. We make a lot of uh, a lot of uh, enemies. We uh, we make other people upset because of impatience. And ma mainly, God is not giving you grace when you're insisting on impatience. Amen. When you when you turn to the Lord in patience and say, Lord, here I am. Whatever you want to allow to come into my life with your grace, I can, I can take it. Uh, and I, I'm not expecting God's grace just immediately. Where would the suffering be? You know we're supposed to suffer for the Lord. Amen. Sometimes God withholds his grace a little while. And it's an opportunity to say, Lord, I, I, I know you're still there. It's an opportunity to... Uh, for our faith to grow, Lord, I don't, I don't have to see you to trust you. I don't have to see you acting to know that you're still on my side and you're still with me. Uh, and I'm patient. Uh, I want, to, I want to, uh, you to give me the grace I need. I don't want to get my impatience to get in the way of the grace of God uh, to coming into my life to cause me to. Uh, desire to
to do the will of God for my life. Impatience uh, doesn't wait for the grace of God before action. Impatient doesn't look for instructions from the Lord uh, before it leaps. Doesn't look before it leaps. You've heard that saying, amen? We can get in trouble that way, amen? When we don't look before we leap, don't think before we take action. Um, but impatience just causes us to do all kinds of silly, foolish things. Uh, you've experienced that. I've experienced that throughout our life. Uh, we've, we've seen, that, and, and everybody here could give testimony of some stupid thing you did in your life because you were just impatient. Amen? Well, the, the worst thing it does is that it hinders the grace of God from working in your life. Anytime you feel yourself getting impatient, just stop and think, I'm getting in the way of the grace of God. I'm hindering the grace of God from working in my life like it should. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to get impatient. I'm going to trust that the Lord sees my situation, that he knows all about it, and that he's working in my life, and he's just right on time. You know, God is never late. He's always right on time. Amen? And, and, uh, but impatience doesn't see that so many times. Uh, Impatience causes us to suffer from the principle that it uh, that haste makes waste. We get into make a bigger hurry. What happens? Haste makes waste. Oh, I could give you a lot of illustrations of that in my own personal life. And you could too. Um, we get into bigger hurry. I like this small town here. Amen. I hadn't had anybody honk at me since I've been here. Amen. Uh, if they are, I just consider somebody's passing through. You know, they're not from here. Um, people are so impatient. They're so self-centered. Uh, it's hard to uh, have be a God-centered and a Christ-centered Christian if you're self-centered. You can't have both. You can't have them both your ways. But impatience keeps us self-centered. Impatience keeps uh, us from considering and reconsidering some things. Uh, in other words, uh, we jump before we think. And that's a dangerous thing to do. Amen? We act before we consider the things we need to consider. We get impatient because we think that we're the one in control instead of God's grace. Amen. The more you get uh, your hand a hold of this and you and you understand, like Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Paul understood that. Paul said, uh, what I've accomplished is the grace of God that did it. Oh, that's such a peaceful way to live and to think. And to trust God, trust His grace every day, no matter how hectic your day starts out in the morning, uh, the grace of God is still there. And God's grace will get you through the day. And it even out after a while. You ever notice that? You start out and it starts out pretty bad, you know. Uh, maybe 
you burn the coffee or something, I don't know. Something goes wrong, you say, oh, it's going to be one of those days. Not necessarily. Maybe it's time to sit down and pray and say, Lord, I surrender myself to your grace today. And uh, whatever comes my way, I can face it by your grace. And uh, it's going to be okay by your grace. Amen? Oh, th this message will help you so much if you'll just understand how desperately we need the grace of God. Every day, every situation, uh, a lot, there's a lot fewer arguments in the home by the grace of God. Amen? Why don't we try to be as gracious to one another as God is to us? Amen? I mean, if he may, is absolutely right, it's God. If there's anybody that's absolutely, very rarely right, it's us, 100%. But God is so gracious. He's so good to us. Uh, we need to consider and reconsider um, that grace is what we need. <clears throat> Impatience always keeps our focus on ourselves and our abilities and uh, our opinions. Notice I said our opinion. That's what it is. Opinions are like belly buttons. Everybody's got one. Amen? Have you heard that before? Yeah. And everybody thinks theirs is the uh, best. But uh, that's what causes impatience. Uh, we are focused on ourselves, our abilities, and not on God's infinite ability. If we'd ever learned we need to run everything past God, we get thinking, well, I've got this figured out. I know exactly what to do. I've been here before. Uh, I've faced this before. And uh, I don't need to pray or ask God about anything because I've just, I've got the experience in this area. We can't afford that. We, we've got to uh, have the patience to take everything to the Lord in prayer. Because uh, there's some things we don't see until they hit us in between the eyes. Amen. We think we've got it all figured out. We think we know what we're doing. We think we, I've been here before. I've seen this before. I know what works. Uh, but there's something we hadn't considered. Has it ever, have you ever considered that nothing, uh, God has never had anything he didn't consider? He's, all, he's considered it all. Uh, has it ever occurred to you that nothing has ever occurred to God? We, things occur to us all the time. And we go, oh. But God never does that. We need to put everything in His hands. Learn this, uh, you'll never live up to impatience expectations. If you live an impatient life, uh, you'll always be running yourself to death. 
Amen? Uh, impatience uh, doesn't wait on God or anybody else. And nothing will make you more self-centered and more unhappy than impatience. How many words of hurting words have we spoken to a loved one through impatience? How many times have we uh, spoke back to someone who we thought they were saying something to us? I know, I know, we've you ever answer a person before you hear what they're saying? And we may, maybe we're, we think they're going to be rude to us, or, so we beat them to the punch. And we found out that wasn't the case. Amen. That's where patience comes in. Uh, impatience fails to teach us that, the li that life is hard by the yard, but it is a cinch by the inch. Amen. Slow down. Just wait patiently. Uh, if we live our life ruled by impatience, we'll never feel like we've accomplished much. I think that's one of the saddest things about impatience. We'll feel like a failure. We won't ever feel like that we've really accomplished much. But on the other hand, if we live by grace, we have a choice. That's our two choices. Live an impatient life. Let it take the place of grace. Or live by the grace of God. Well, living by the grace of God is the better choice. If we live by grace, <coughs> we, live, we live realizing grace is in control and gets all the praise for it. Amen. The grace of God. Paul praised the grace of God uh, throughout his epistles. By the grace of God, I am what I am. Amen. By the grace of God, we can say in a few months, I made it through tax season again. Amen. It's wonderful to be able to say that we did something and we accomplished it by the grace of God. Not by our own ability or our own wisdom or our own strength. We did it by the grace of God. Impatience gets in the way of that, doesn't it? Uh, it, it clouds the scenery. It keeps us, it obscures the, uh, everything in life. And you don't see life as it really is. But when you live by the grace of God, everything begins to fall in place. You begin to understand things more uh, when we live by the grace of God. Uh, grace gives us the uh, constant help and support that we need. Grace is a support system that God has set up for every Christian, for every need. Uh, if you find yourself getting impatience, your patience is uh, trying. Impatience is trying to rule. But God has a support system for you. Don't settle for the impatience. And the rushed feeling uh, to rule your life. Uh, grace gives us that constant help and support that we need. Uh, 
Grace is receiving the desire or the motivation and the power we need to do God's will. That's my definition of grace. God giving me the desire and the power to do his will. You know, we don't do much of anything that we don't want to do. That's the desire. Amen? Now, you may be one of these character people that just, you do it because it's the right thing to do and everything, but if we start slipping back, we always get back to, I don't feel like doing that. I don't feel like mowing the grass. I don't feel like cleaning the house. But grace gives you, continually gives you the desire and the power to do God's will. See how important it is to lean on the grace of God. Don't lean on your own ability and your own strength and your fortitude because all that grows weak through the throughout life. And uh, there's days we don't feel like doing anything. The only grace can even get us out of bed. Amen. But God's grace is always there. Uh, and it gives us the desire, the motivation, and the power, the ability to do what we ought to do. Why don't we start praying? God, I don't feel like doing anything. Give me the grace, and I'll do it. Amen? And God always, God's always there to give us more grace, abundant grace, uh, to get us through life. Let's, let's face it, uh, other than just a few people here, we're, we're most, we're, most of us are well experienced and well used. That's a nice way of saying we're old. Amen. <clears throat> and uh, sometimes us oldies, it's harder for us. We've always seen that somehow we got through it. Amen. And somehow we made it. So sometimes it's harder for us to look to God and his grace to get us through things. But we glorify God when we do. And we allow him to give us the grace that we need to get through life. We'll do a better job at whatever we're doing. We'll come through it with a lot less bumps and bruises and cuts and failures. If we'll let God, God's grace, support us through what we're doing. That's why God intended. That's why the Bible talks about living by grace. We're supposed to live day by day by the grace of God. Well, I can handle this. Uh, no, everything you do, say, God, you help me do it. And do it right. You know what you'll find out? You'll find out there's some things you hadn't considered. Some things, ways you were going to do this or that, and, and you say, I don't know why I was going to do it that way. And your eyes are opened. And you see, there's a better way. And there's something you didn't consider. There's something you didn't think about. Amen? 
And it's the Holy Spirit showing you, by the grace of God, a better way, an easier way. Amen? And uh, life just gets easier by the grace of God. Just include God and His grace uh, to help you do every little task that you do. God, I can handle this. Uh, I, I can do this blindfolded in my sleep. And you might can. But you honor God when you live by grace, depending on Him. Because He can do it better. And He will do it better if we'll just trust Him and live by Him. If nothing else, we're, we're including Him in our life. We're letting Him have a part in our life, a say-so. Uh, and I can't tell you how many times the Lord has opened my eyes to something and saved me from a lot of misery. I'm having to redo something that I did wrong, that I was planning to do wrong. When he opened my eyes, and I, and I didn't do it that way. But depending on God and his grace, we never feel overloaded and discouraged. You say, Pastor, you never get discouraged as long as we're depending on God's grace. There's no reason for discouragement. See, God has a high rate of success. Amen? You know, he built the earth and the first seven days, or the first six days, seventh day, he rested. Uh, and he did it right the very first time. He didn't have to have any do-overs or make-overs or, or uh, something. Well, I didn't consider that. Amen? Uh, I've always said, God gave us two eyes and two ears and one mouth. That meant he expected us to listen and observe at least twice as much as we talk. Amen? Did he know what he was doing? He's trying to tell us something. He had a purpose even in creation. Uh, if we uh, look and observe and think about it twice as much, we'll make fewer mistakes. And God can speak to us while we're thinking about it and get us on the right track. Uh, so we don't feel overloaded and, and uh, discouraged. Next time you, you feel overloaded with the common uh, feelings that us humans have, uh, that being us overloaded, I don't know how I'm going to get everything done today I need to do, uh, just stop for a minute and just say, God, I guess what I'm trying to say is I need an extra portion of your grace today. And by your grace, I can do it, whatever I need to do. Don't need to be feel overloaded. Don't need to feel like uh, going back to bed and try again tomorrow. Uh, just ask God, I need just a little bit more of your grace and I can do it right the first time. Amen? What we can't do by God's grace means 
We're not supposed to do it. You ask God for his grace and you try to do something and it falls apart. And what happened? Well, you have to consider, did God really want you to do it? God, by his grace, won't help you do something that you really shouldn't do. Or maybe it's not even a wise decision or a wise activity. Uh, doesn't our Heavenly Father love us? Uh, he gives us our free will, but he, he's not going to help us uh, make stupid moves. Amen? Um, he, he walks with us as we walk with him. We let him guide us. He keeps our eyes open to the reality of what life is all about. And when we're on the right track, he helps us right along. God's grace works well with uh, God's wisdom to determine our schedule day by day. You know, the best thing we can do is do the will of God by the wisdom of God. Uh, wisdom saves us a lot of problems. A lot of makeovers, a lot of do-overs. Have you ever said, looking at something that you did, that didn't turn out right. Well, that was stupid. <laughs> we all have. We've all uh, we got in too big a hurry. There's things we didn't cons uh, consider. Uh, so everything we do, even our schedule day by day, ought to be run past the Lord. By His grace to help us. To give us the right desire and the right ability to do the right thing. He always does that. God's grace gives us the desire and the power to do God's will. And the wisdom uh, gives us the patience and the understanding concerning how and when to do it. Aren't you glad he gives us his grace and his wisdom so we can do the right thing and we can do it his way and it'll turn out right. Amen. Nothing wrong with coming to God for every little insignificant thing and saying, God, I need your grace, I need your wisdom as I do this. And things will just go better. It just work out better. And there's not as many do-overs. Don't you just love do-overs? I mean, tear it all down, start all over, do it again. I hate it. Learn this, that just because God lays a project out on your heart to do for Him doesn't mean we're not to eat or sleep or clean our house before it's done. Amen. Have you ever done that? You got a project on your mind. Everything else goes to the dogs. And you work all day. And you work all night. And you start in the next day. And oh, you've got a project. No, God wants us to have wisdom too, doesn't he? 
God gave us the day to work and the night to sleep. If you're a shift worker, you just reverse that. Amen. Uh, but God expects us to work and to rest. And to work and to, and to rest. And by His grace, we can do that. We rest better at night knowing we did our best that day. If you slept off all day and you messed around and didn't accomplish anything, you have a hard time sleeping at night. I do. Amen. But if I work on something and I work hard, I fall asleep easily because I knew God's grace got me through that day. Uh, So it takes a lot of grace and patience to learn and carry out God's will on a daily basis. Uh, We're just not, without the grace of God, without patience to carry out that grace. We just don't get much done. And things don't turn out very good. Amen? But living by God's grace, what does it do? It keeps our mind and our heart open to the Lord. And uh, every once in a while, we can turn to our working partner, the Lord, and we'll say, how's it going? Am I doing okay? Is this what you had in mind? That's a wonderful way to work, isn't it? Amen. Do you talk to the Lord like that? I do. All the time. Not, not often enough. There are times when I did something I went through it, took a long time to do it, and I got through. It didn't work. wonder if God would have told me, hold, hold, hold on a minute. Look. Look at what you're doing. Is that really what you meant to do? If I let him be in every part of my life. The whole project. It's when I say, God, I've got this. God says, okay. Call me when you're finished. And I'll show you how to redo it. Amen. It's best to go with God's grace every day, every project, every little thing we do. It's nothing wrong with saying, God, uh, I'm claiming your grace today for this little project. Uh, even if you're cooking a meal. God, I've done this a hundred times, but I'm going to do it today by your grace. God may show you another little spice to put in. Maybe get more compliments about that meal than you have any in your lifetime. If you do it by grace. Everything in life we do by the grace of God is a smashing success. Amen? And the main thing it does, it keeps us in a great relationship with the Lord all the time. That's why I said, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all for the glory of God. What does that mean, the glory of God? By keeping in touch with God. By running everything past God. By 
asking God, is this okay? Is this what you had in mind? Am I going the right direction here? You say, who does that? Successful people. People that love the Lord and are close to God and want to include Him in everything in their life. Nothing you can do to glorify God like just including Him in your daily routines and the non-essentials of life. Uh, He may save you some do-overs. Amen? It may save you from getting so busy that uh, you burn the beans. Amen? Got your housework done, but you burnt the beans. Does that ring a bell to anybody? Amen? The grace of God takes us a long ways. And the Bible says the just shall live day by day by grace. That's God's intention. Every day of our life is to live by the grace of God. Uh, this, it saved me a lot, I'll just tell you that. I'm not saying that every moment of every day I've lived by the grace of God, but I've learned how important it is that when I've done it and I've kept God in the loop, uh, things turned out so good. My marriage, my raising my children, everything turned out so good when I wasn't too big-headed to think that I didn't need God any longer, that I could make it, I have experience, and I can depend on that. We never get old enough or wise enough to do it without God and His grace. Amen? Can you keep that in mind? Just keep in mind, whatever you do, you're doing it by the grace of God. And that's not so bad because you're with the Lord and He's with you and He's helping you. He's helping your forgetfulness. He's help, he helps your distractions. Why do we make mistakes? Well, we forget or we get distracted. God helps all that by His grace. We're supposed to live that way. Amen? No man is an island. You don't live for yourself, by yourself. We are partners with God. And God is our partner. And everything we do, we say, God, is this the way? Is this what you had in mind? Am I going the right direction? That may sound silly to you, but if you try it, you'll find out that it's the most wonderful way to live by the grace of God. We need God's grace more than we need the next breath of air we draw into our lungs. We need His grace more than anything in life. It is our life, the grace of God. Let's bow our heads, please. Our dear Father, I thank you for the wonderful thing we call the grace of God. Thank you, Lord, that 
when you designed your grace, you took into consideration every human need, uh, every trial, every heartache, every burden, every thing that would be uncomfortable in our life. And you fitted your grace to fit in perfectly with our life. So it make up for our frailties and for our absent-mindedness and for our selfishness and self-centeredness. And our life can be so much fuller and so much richer if we live day by day by the grace of God. Bless us and use us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for coming and listening to this old preacher tonight.